Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Slice a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use the take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Monday. The first day of spring is here. Dennis, how are you celebrating? Well, I got a notification from Google that said, hey, your birthday's coming up soon. What can we do to help? And I said, don't fucking tell anybody, okay? I don't need to be reminded of that. No, spring is good, you know, business is good, we're rolling along here on our our rankings on the show, the free agent news is coming in at a pace that, you know, gives us a couple weeks worth of solid news, the draft is 38 days away, Uh, you know, there's lots of good football stuff going on, it'll be interesting to see what... uh, what shakeups happen on draft day. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's fitting that on uh, day one of wide receiver week for our rankings, we got plenty of wide receiver hot stove news from the weekend. Uh, the first one, Brandon cooks uh, traded for the fourth time in his career uh, from the Houston Texans to the Dallas Cowboys. The Texans get a fifth round pick in 2023 and a sixth round pick in 2024. So, Dennis, do you like the fit for Dallas? And how do you feel about the price the Texans were able to get? I mean, it's same price Cleveland paid for Amari Cooper, right? So, if only they got Amari Cooper back for that price. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland wouldn't have traded him back for that price. No. I I like the fit. I think, you know, it it tells us that Michael Gallup is going to be the wide receiver three. He isn't – when he came back from his injury, he didn't take the step that they were looking for. So now we got Brandon Cooks as the other outside wide receiver. Uh, I think in two wide receiver sets, you're looking at Gallup and Cooks. Cooks has been really good wherever he's been. He's played through some bad quarterbacking. He's a professional. He was admittedly upset last year when he went uh, when he didn't get traded because he wanted to go to a, a contender. I, I like Brandon Cooks. I think it helps to balance this offense. Right now, I think in Dallas, the only real question is, are they comfortable riding with Malik Davis as their RB2? Are they going to bring somebody else in? Are they going to draft somebody uh, with a, a day two pick, you know, a third rounder or something that they like? And 
are they comfortable with Jake Ferguson at tight end? You know, if, if the answer to those things are yes, then I, I think Cooks and C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard are going to be the crux of that offense, and that's where all the fantasy points are coming from. Yeah, I agree about Lamb and Pollard. I think it's an okay trade. Dallas needed to get somebody. It seems like the market for Odell Beckham Jr. is um, mostly in his mind at this point in time. Uh, Clearly, they couldn't work something out at the end of last year. It seems like they are in the same place right now. It wasn't a terribly expensive uh, piece to acquire. Wasn't great last year. Was it the situation? Was it other things? He's getting older. it's better than what they had. It didn't move the needle a lot for me in fantasy. I, I don't know about you. I still have him as a wide receiver four. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be top 50 with top 30 upside, but I, I'd be really surprised if he made it all the way up to wide receiver two just because C.D. Lamb is going to be a target hog. So I, I like him. I, could I see him finishing as wide receiver 32? Yeah, could I see him finishing as wide receiver 48? I could see that as well. Another uh, piece of wide receiver news, Adam Thielen, who was released after nine years with the Vikings, catches on with the Carolina Panthers, a three-year deal. Obviously, the Panthers traded DJ Moore a couple of weeks ago and had a roster that includes LaVisca Chenault, uh, Shai Smith, and Terrace Marshall Jr. So obviously Thielen will help and fill a role there for whichever quarterback gets drafted or Andy Dalton, depending on who starts. How do you feel about the Thielen move? So Thielen doesn't have the upside that he did at one point. You know, he's still a consummate professional and he's going to be a great locker room guy. Right now, basically, he bumped Shy Smith into a, a backup position and they uh, our lads has Thielen penciled in to be the slot receiver I, I question that I feel like that may be more of the LaVisca Chenault role in the slot because he can he's more apt to do those end run end around runs to be more of a gadget guy and I think Thielen um one of the things he's always been good at is being able to get separation in short area because of being a good route runner. Now that does lend itself to being in the slot, but when you've got LaVisca, you know, 235 pounds and and arguably faster than Thielen, I I think that he may, you may want him doing a, a little more of the stuff out of the slot. I like it. You know, I'm not hanging my hat on it for fantasy. If I've got Thielen as my wide receiver, 5-6, I'm not beating down the bushes trying to move him. I'm also not, like, going out of my way to to try and acquire him in Dynasty either. Uh, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys you can get thrown in in a trade at some point that's going to help you help provide some depth for your contending fantasy team. Yeah, you know – I like it too. I think he's the best receiver on their team now. I'm not a big LaVisca Chenault fan, and we have not seen from him anywhere. Terrace Marshall, I would like to see him actually catch a pass before I annoy him as anything. One thing Thielen's – Preston Williams to ascend, take over Terrace Marshall's job. One thing Thielen's been good at in his career is getting touchdowns. He has 55 touchdowns. He has more touchdowns than Brandon Cooks. 
um, who's going over, and they've played roughly about the same time. He has fewer receptions, fewer yardage. But if he ends up being a, a goal line threat and, and a stable presence out there, I could see him having wide receiver three or four um, finish, you know, somewhere in that range because he can get into the end zone. And they need they need something. I, I'm still not sure they're done uh, with their positions. I, I liked the Miles Sanders signing. Hayden Hurst wasn't bad. They, it feels like either they're not done or it's still going to be an interesting season for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, another piece of wide receiver news, Mac Hollins leaving the Raiders after a pretty solid year last year and signs on with the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know about you, Dennis, but I kind of like the fit with him slotting in there with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Johnny Smith, and Algier. Uh, he brings a veteran presence to a team. They got London, who's arguably going to be the wide receiver one there, a bona fide stud. They got Kyle Pitts, who is an uber-athletic tight end, coming off an injury. I think Holland's just – he's a glue guy. He's like Dennis Rodman without the weirdness, but in football. And he'll help hold that young locker room together, provide stability. You know, he's new to the uh, Arthur Smith offense, but he's a, I, at this stage of his career, he knows who he is and, and what he is. And he's looking for an opportunity to make an impact. And Atlanta is going to provide that. They need weapons for Desmond Ritter. And I adding Mac Hollins to play on the outside, you know, I could see them having what uh London Hollins on the outside moving bringing Zacchaeus back in the things because he's fertile enough that he can do it. Uh, I, honestly, I really like the signing for football. I don't think it's one of those things where you just roll the dice. If you're in a startup, you add him late because you think, well, they're probably going to be playing from behind and he may be able to provide some last flex standing ability to your team during bye weeks. Maybe something happens and he steps up and he's able to establish himself as the wide receiver two on that team and, and get a, enough targets to be regularly viable. I don't know if that will happen, but I think the opportunity is there for him. Not to be outdone, the Texans made a couple of moves here late this afternoon. The first is they brought in running back Devin Singletary, formerly of Buffalo, on a one-year deal. And then just recently, they added former Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz, also on a one-year deal. So both Schultz and Gasecki tight ends, who were franchise tagged a year ago, get one-year $9 million deals in the new teams that they land on. So, Dennis, what do you think about these moves for the Texans, and what does it mean for Brevin Jordan, uh, the Texans' young tight end, and Damon Pierce, their young running back? Well, the depth charts showed uh, Quitoria, uh, Tegan Quitoriano as the uh, top of the depth chart. I'm going to assume a blocking tight end with Brevin Jordan as the backup. I feel like Jordan still has the potential to be a move tight end, a receiving tight end. He's not terribly big. He's one of those 6'3", 240-pound guys that we're seeing a lot of teams add that H-back tight end 
guy that's a move tight end, smaller than your traditional tight end. And I think that will fit in with Dalton Schultz. I think Schultz brings a really nice presence. They're going to have probably Bryce Young as their their quarterback. And they're going to need all the weapons they can get. It kind of feels almost like with some of the signings that Houston is doing, that they're still going, yeah, we're going to get better. But not just yet. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring in Bryce Young. We're gonna probably add a receiver or maybe uh, an offensive lineman or a defensive piece early. They'll move around a little bit. You know, their the wide receiver signings, Robert Woods and Noah Brown. Those are veteran presences that you want to have help make a rookie quarterback comfortable. Dalton Schultz, same thing. Sixth year, I think, maybe seventh year. Help make the rookie comfortable. And then last year, you know, I was out there saying, look, Damian Pierce is a beautiful story, but he's a fourth round running back, hashtag two to three year window. Now, do I think that he's going to be splitting touches evenly with Devin Singletary? No, Singletary is going to be the the second back there, but Singletary has some explosiveness to his game. He's a good receiver. Uh, Not great, but he's good. He's going to complement what Damian Pierce does, and he's going to take – I could see a 60-40 split in touches. Maybe not that – or maybe even a little bit bigger split in snaps because Pierce will be out there a little bit more when he's not receiving or running the ball versus Singletary. When Singletary's in, I think that there's a – higher probability that, that he's going to touch the ball or, or be one of the options to touch the ball when he's in there versus Pierce, who will do a little more blocking, do a little more, you know, subterfuge, fakery, whatnot. I like the moves, one-year moves. I don't know that they're going to move the needle a lot for fantasy. This looks like it's building as a um, team that's going to finish – pretty close to the bottom in points scored in the NFL and end up with another really, really high draft pick next year. You know, they may play themselves out of the number one overall pick in week 18 next year as well, but they're putting themselves, I think, in a position to add enough young players and then add veterans on one-year contracts that the, the young players from 2022, 2023, and then the new rookies next year kind of all take over this team. It may be the youngest team in the league, but in Bryce Young's, and I'm presuming Bryce Young is the draft pick this year, in his third year, now you have all of this young talent that's been together for two to three years and all maturing together at the same time. You know, in in 2024, 2025, we we may see a really, really big leap from the Houston Texans, both in NFL and fantasy. Yeah, I don't disagree. I I like Schultz as a tight end. I don't know if I love this fit. I think more than anything, it is confirmation that Jordan's never really going to be a thing for fantasy. We've been waiting for it to happen for a couple of years when there hasn't been a lot in front of him, and it just isn't happening. Um, Running back, you know, a lot of people were worried Damian Pierce was going to be this year's Michael Carter, um, you know, based on draft position and everything. 
if you thought that was going to happen, signing Singletary isn't necessarily confirmation of that. That's probably one of the better possible signings, similar to the Khalil Herbert stands when Donta Foreman went there. It's not that there won't be competition, but it could be a lot worse. But I like Singletary. I I never thought Buffalo gave him enough consistent touches. Um, I'll be curious to see what happens here and if they're done or if they're going to get more uh, more pieces. It sort of makes me think with them signing Singletary and Schultz that maybe they're going to focus on other positions in the draft because a lot of people thought maybe they would draft a running back, but maybe this changes that need. Yeah, they may focus on interior offensive line, defensive line. You know, I think Damian receiver. Damian Pierce might be 2024's Michael Carter. Yes, but the end is coming. Uh, the last piece of news that I just want to toss out because I know how much you care for the Detroit Lions. They signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson over the weekend. Another big piece to the secondary joining Cam Sutton and the pieces they already had. Are you uh, excited about what your Lions are doing this offseason? Yeah, I, I am. I think they're putting themselves in a position to win. Defense was their Achilles heel last year. They started off terrible, um, and they worked their way to mediocre by the end of the season. And to get somebody like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's probably going to be their their second or third safety, play the slot. Uh, you know, they've got a couple safeties that aren't too bad. They need some uh, – it looks like they're going to take a cornerback in the first round. Okuda's been playing better, but he still needs some work. They did bring in Cam Sutton, uh, another cornerback. But they need to add talent kind of all around. And Gardner Johnson, you know, he's been playing on winning teams and you want to bring that vibe in when, when you're trying to turn a team around. I think he'll play plenty of snaps. Maybe he ends up taking over one of the, the primary safety roles. Maybe he's the third rotational safety slash nickelback. Um, but most teams are playing um, three wide receivers, which means most teams' base defense is the nickel pa- package. So uh, adding somebody of his caliber is uh, definitely a, a positive move. You know, I've seen a little bit of consternation about his contract because it's a one-year, $8 million deal, and you know, reporting out there saying, oh, he turned down three years, $24 million from Philadelphia. But you, when you looked at it, the three-year, $24 million deal in Philadelphia uh, only had $7 million guaranteed, and that was this year. So it ostensibly was really a one-year, $7 million deal. I'm just happy we had another, a second show in a row where we managed to use the, the term Nickelback. You know, last time it was the band. This time I assume we were talking about the position, but you never know. That is correct. Uh, well, today we are going to begin looking at our Dynasty wide receiver rankings pre-draft, and we are going to go from 36 to 13. And, Dennis, I will let you kick it off. Let's do four at a time. So why don't you give me 36 to 33. All right. I have – at 36, I've got Christian Watson. I, I feel like he's taken up the wide receiver one mantle in um, Green Bay. He's going to be Jordan Love's favorite target. Honestly, I, I'd like to have him a little bit higher, but you know, I'm not, I just don't know that I believe in Jordan Love just yet. 
I have Tyler Lockett at 35. I like Lockett a lot. He's still super reliable, super steady. Uh, he has great game. He can be boomer bust. Rashad Bateman at 34. Uh, this is this is his put up or shut up season. I think if he doesn't pull it together this year, I mean, I I get that Baltimore is a low volume passing offense, but somebody has to be the wide receiver one there. And, and to me, the opportunity is there for Bateman. And then at 33, I've got Cortland Sutton. I've always been a fan of his game. game you know, the top going to and uh, KJ Hamler are both on the uh, all three on the trading block. They're just trying to get the best value. It is what it is. Cortland Sutton, I'm team big wide receiver, and he's certainly one of them. Yeah, and the most recent report said that they they aren't going to trade anyone. I who knows. Uh, for me at thirty six, I have. For me at thirty six, I have Juju Smith Schuster, uh, the three year deal going to New England. I think he's going to be a solid uh, producer there in New England. They certainly needed weapons. Uh, I liked the potential and that signing. Thirty five, I have Jamison Williams. I like the talent and the potential. I would like to have him higher, but we it was sort of a almost a redshirt year last year. I think we had one fantastic play, and that was about it. I'd like to see him merge in and be a bigger part of the offense. They actually were really good down the stretch, but he wasn't a huge part of what they were doing. Um, kind of need to see how that's going to work out. 34, I have Lockett. Uh, I agree with you. I actually like the stability that they have right now with a good young running back. Lockett and Metcalf, who we'll talk about later, uh, along with Geno Smith. And 33, I also have Rashad Bateman. Um, he was great when he was healthy at the beginning of last year, but just hasn't really been able to stay healthy over a couple of years. They're desperate for weapons. Quarterback situation's a little up in the air, but we will see how that shakes out. I'll do my next four. I have at 32, I have Cortland Sutton. Um, I obviously... Love Cortland Sutton. He's my favorite of Denver's receivers, but he isn't uh, the highest one I have on this list. I like the the talent and the potential. I'm hoping their offense puts it together a little more this year. Uh, at number 31 for me, I have George Pickens. Um, I like what he did last year. There are a lot of potential options uh, in the Pittsburgh passing game, including tight end Pat Fryermuth and running back Najee Harris and his fellow wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. You never can be sure that Pittsburgh isn't going to take another wide receiver, and it doesn't seem like they're an incredibly high-volume passing offense. So I have them maybe a little lower than some other people. I think maybe a season or two he may overtake Johnson, uh, but for now that's where I have him. Number 30, I have Christian Watson. I agree with you. He's number one right now in Green Bay. I thought what we saw from him year one was a lot of explosion and maybe some bigger uh, performances than even we would have thought. The question is going to kind of be Jordan Love and that offense, but they don't have a lot around him. It's kind of him and Romeo Dubs right now uh, until they do some rebuilding. Uh, then number 29 for me is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I like the talent. Uh, 
not a great situation right now in Arizona, and we don't know where he's going to end up. He's getting a little bit older. I think he's on the outs, the very outside edge of the the two year window of feeling good about solid production. All right, so we sit here talking. I'm like uh, going, well, you know what? I'm gonna what I've done, and over the next two to three years. So what, what? this is my long way of saying, hey, I just changed my rankings as we were talking about them. Uh, I have Mike Evans at 32. I, I just moved him down from 29. Um, as I sat here looking at this, you know, he's ten going into his 10th season. And he's got this quarterback situation he's had in a long time. I don't think it matters much whether Baker wins the job or Kyle Trask wins the job. Um, can he still get a thousand yards? Sure, he can. It's gonna him and Godwin. I, I just it's not gonna be a high flying offense this year, I don't think. And looking at it over the next couple seasons in Dynasty, we're looking in two to three year windows. Um, so I, I'm I Mike Evans a little bit further, in part because I'm looking at the guy and I'm thinking, you know what. These guys are younger, and, and they deserve to be ahead of him based on where we are in the dynasty trajectories. So I've got Mike Evans at 32. Buying a little more into what he's bringing to the table. I think Detroit, with what they're doing on offense, great offensive line that gives Jared Goff plenty of protection. Amon Ra is the in to Jamison Williams-Yang. We've seen it a couple times last year where Jamison got deep quick, and he can make those big plays. Williams can be um, he can be that that uh, Devonta Smith or um, A.J. Brown to Devonta uh, – I'm on Ross St. Brown's Devonta Smith. Too many Browns in there got me tongue-tied. I like Williams to be the high dot guy making big plays down the field scoring plenty of touchdowns Well, Amon Ross St. Brown does the underneath work, gets open all the time, catches more passes, but doesn't get quite the yardage. So I love Jamison Williams at 31. Still have Brandon Cooks at 30. I think he's going to be in a pretty good spot there. He's playing across from probably the best number one wide receiver he's been opposite of in his entire career because at many of these stops – uh Cooks was considered the number one along the way. And now he's across the field from C.D. Lamb, who's going to draw a ton of coverage away from Brandon Cooks. And then at 29, I've got DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how to quit you. Um, I, I'd like, I want him higher. And he was one I was looking at maybe moving back a couple spots as well. And maybe in my next revision, I might drop him behind uh, Jamison Williams. I, I just think that, with Hopkins, much like Evans, I, I'm not sh- – you know, when they drop off, Evans is a big receiver, and history tells us when he drops, he's going to drop fast. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, while never being a guy that wins with speed, great route runner, great at the catch point, um, I'm still going to give him a little more a little more love over the next couple of years despite the fact that I don't think he's going to be in Arizona this season, he's going to go somewhere. Um, you know, let's go Kansas city. 
that would be phenomenal for the next couple of years. But anyways, uh, I've got DeAndre Hopkins at 29. Why don't you go ahead and do your next four to bring us up to 25. All right. 28. Pittsburgh Steeler great Deontay, <laughs> Deontay Johnson. So this is a, this one is challenging. You know, De, Deontay, he drops the ball a little bit, but he's a, he's a volume catcher. He's going to play. I feel like he's going to move inside a little bit more, play out of the slot, some, depending on what Pittsburgh does with their third receiver. Maybe they get Calvin Watkins back. Uh, off an of injury this year, and he becomes that slot guy. He's not big enough to play on the outside, and that keeps uh, Deontay on the outside. I like Deontay Johnson at, at 25. I think Kenny Pickett takes a step this year. Um, but I got uh, George Pickens at 27. So I got Deontay and Pickens back-to-back. What we saw from Pickens last season in limited opportunity he flashed some immense potential. He's a get down the field, make it. He's, he's almost, he flashed a lot of like young DeAndre Hopkins kind of ability. And if he can take that next step this year and, and kind of express himself as a ball dominant uh, alpha wide receiver across from Deontay Johnson as more of a, a possession guy with, with deeper ability, uh, I really like Pickens at 27. At 26, I got Keenan Allen. You know, the the challenge with Keenan Allen is that he's getting old and he never was fast, but he's he's a target hog. And I think as long as he's playing in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, he's still going to continue to be a target hog. Uh, Let's hope he can stay healthy. At 25, I got the one, the only, the returnee, Calvin Ridley. I, I think Ridley steps up as the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. And while they're going to spread the ball around, Trevor Lawrence is a really good quarterback. They've got a good running back in Travis Etienne. I think that Ridley leads the team in targets and catches. He's going to get the most consistent volume. He's going to be the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. And so I've got Calvin Ridley at 25. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. All right, so uh, going with mine at uh, 28, I have Mike Evans. I have some of the same concerns as you. Um, I struggled with it a little bit. He's just been so consistent. He's such a big 
touchdown threat. Um, I think him being where he is for me is probably more a product of me being uncertain of what I'm going to see from some of these other receivers with their quarterback situations and their offensive situations. 27, I have Deontay Johnson. Um, He struggled at times, it seemed like, last year, and Pickens had overtaken him for part of the year. But toward the end of the year, it seemed like that reversed again. I have them, obviously, relatively close. Um, I also just think the reality is that Pittsburgh's offense is a little bit different than it was during that last peak year with with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if Johnson's going to get hammered with the same number of targets and have the same productivity. Uh, Number 26, Devonta Smith. I thought about putting him higher, um, but I, you know, I I feel more comfortable in this range. I still like the talents um, and the the potential there, but there are a lot of options and weapons in Philadelphia, and it seems like Hurts, you know, is one of those quarterbacks, much like Josh Allen, where running is always going to be a part of his game. I like AJ Brown a lot. Um, I just think Devonta Smith probably is locked in uh, at that number two role. I have him as, you know, a fringe wide receiver two for me as well. Um, Keenan Allen, I have him at 25. This has to do with age, uh, you know, a little bit of uncertainty probably for the first time in his career about where he's going to be. There was a lot of thought that he might get released uh, this year uh, by the Chargers. They didn't end up doing that. Um but you can't feel rock solid that he has a long-term future uh, with the Chargers. And, you know, we've seen the wide receiver market isn't exactly what it used to be, and there are a lot of younger players that are coming in and coming up. So he slides out of the top 24 for me, just at 25. I'll go ahead and do my next four, which is the first four in the in my inside the top 24 in the wide receiver two range. I have Calvin Ridley. You know, the last time we saw him play a full season, he was wide receiver five. He has incredible explosive talent. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like what they were doing in that offense. I know he's been gone for a couple of years, but if he comes back looking like he did before, this might end up being too low. If age took a toll or he doesn't get the targets. This might be too high. It's kind of a hedge for me. I just liked him too much to leave him outside the top 24. At 23, I had Brandon Ayuk. I love the talent there. Um, both he and Debo Samuel, I'm, I've am i pulled them down uh, a little bit from where they might have been last year. I think the quarterback situation, the offensive situation with Christian McCaffrey, a player who's going to command targets and is going to take over some of that rushing work, is a factor. They also have a big pass catching tight end. They almost have an embarrassment of riches. So I have them a little bit further down um, than some people had them last year at 22 for me. I have Drake London. Uh, I love what we got in his rookie season. Another team where it's hard to know exactly what they're doing. at quarterback is Desmond Ritter. The answer looks like they're going to give him a chance to find out if it's not, we've seen Taylor Heineke be a serviceable player, but hasn't exactly produced incredible fantasy numbers for all of his targets. There's competition a little bit there as well. Number 21 for me is Amari Cooper. Um, I still like the talent. I like the potential and production uh, with him in Cleveland. Finally gets to play a full season with Deshaun Watson. So hopefully that will go well for him. But Dennis, do you want to give us your next four? I do. 
Um, so 24, I've got Brandon Ayuk. I, I I want to put him higher, but he's got Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. Um, if if he was a focal point of an offense, I think he could he could be top 15, top 12. I, I like what Brandon Ayuk brings to the table. And he's gonna he's gonna have some big games, but I'm just not necessarily looking to um try to time the market on his big games. 23, I've got Drake London. Uh, he's He is sitting there with a prime opportunity to establish himself, and a lot of this is going to depend on how well uh, Ritter develops this season. If Ritter steps into a leadership role and plays well, Ritter's got a good arm. He's fairly accurate. That next and his hits and London and Algier, Patterson, whoever they add at Mac Collins and whoever else they add at running back, the potential is there for Atlanta to take a nice step forward offensively, but it all hinges on Drake London or not Drake London, uh, Desmond Ritter. And we've see, we saw at the end of last season, and granted this was with Pitts out, but we saw Ritter target London pretty well. Uh, at 21, I've got Michael Pittman Jr. I'm a little nervous about what they got going on at uh, the quarterback position there, to be honest. It looks like they're going to end up getting stuck with Will Levis maybe, or maybe they take Anthony Richardson. If Richardson's the guy, there's definitely some developmental time that's going to occur, and so they're they're – you know, we're, we're, we, may, we may be looking at a, a year, year and a half of Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis. Um, so that, that makes me a little bit nervous. 20, I've got Michael, uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, uh, let's see. No, that pit one. Or did I skip Amari Cooper at 22? I did, didn't I? So Amari yes. Cooper at 22. You're taking over Matt's role of forgetting about Amari Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, I, but you I, did I, rank him at least. I try to help. So I've got Amari Cooper at 22. Cooper's the alpha in Cleveland. Trouble with Cooper's, he has disappear games. He he there are games where you just can't find him. Cleveland, we, we gotta have somebody else step up across from Cooper. David and Joku started to flash last year. He started to come out of his shell and establish himself as a tight end. The big challenge is this Stefanski loves to run the ball. And he's got Nick Chubb, and they're likely going to draft another running back since they let Kareem Hunt walk. Uh, I, I like Cooper, but I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, could he finish as a high wide receiver too? I, I, I could see that happen. But right now I've got Cooper at 22. So I've got Ayuk, London, Cooper, and then Pittman. So why don't you go ahead and give us your 20 through 17? So at 20, I got Terry McLaurin. And, you know, he's been very consistent with shit quarterback play for three seasons now. And probably he's going to get some more of it. He's going to get some more of it, it looks like this year. Um, Now, I like Sam Howell. I was a believer in him. He was my QB1 in that class. Uh, Is he going to be ready? That's a great question. You know, they. 
They did the whole, this is our quarterback until he's not our quarterback. Where can we find another quarterback? Please, somebody help us get a quarterback. So we'll see how Howell's uh, confidence holds up there. But McLaurin, you get him the ball, he makes things happen. At 19, I have Jerry Judy. I, As much as I love Cortland Sutton, uh, I just think Judy brings a different aspect to the game, better route runner, more versatile route runner maybe, uh, and a little bit more explosion. Uh, I could probably move Judy and Sutton probably each four spots in the closer direction, so Judy down four, Sutton up four. I think they're probably going to be a little closer than I have them right now at uh, 33 and 19, but I could be wrong. I like Judy, what he's bringing to the table. Um, next, I have Devonta Smith at 18. Honestly, I feel like this is low. After what Philadelphia did last year, I feel like I should probably have Devonta Smith at 10, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in that range. But I also, can they keep it up? You know, is is it? I like Devonta Smith a lot, but I feel more I'm more comfortable with the a wide receiver one and a high wide receiver two. So I've got Devonta Smith at 18. And then 17, I got Debo Samuel. You know, I agree with you. He's gonna be impacted some with what McCaffrey does, some of those non-reception touches that he was getting and able to take 30, 40, 50 yards for a touchdown. Probably going to go to McCaffrey. Who quarterback is in San Francisco? I think they're going to run the offense that they run. And whether or whether it's yeah. So. For me at 20, I have Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I really thought he was going to take a big leap with Matt Ryan last year, but nothing nothing took a leap uh, for the Colts last year, except for the fans who might have been looking for a bridge. Uh, at 19, I have Terry McLaurin. Um, I'm with you. I love the talent. Uh, I feel like he's uh, moved into the Allen Robinson Award for uh, the receiver that we, we wish had a little bit better and more stable quarterback play. And, you know, it's a real question for them because they have Jahan Dotson, who they're trying to get going. They still have Curtis Samuel. There are questions about the running game, questions about the quarterback. You know, he's kind of a great player that's maybe not in the greatest offensive situation. 18, I have Jerry Judy. Um, I have mixed feelings as a Broncos uh, fan about Jerry Judy, but um, – I think the potential is there, and that's why they took him where they took him a few drafts ago. This is a really kind of crucial year for him. Um, it sounds like they're leaning toward not trading him. They still haven't made a decision about picking up his fifth-year option. This is kind of a, a make-or-break season, I think, for, for Jerry Judy and what his potential is. A 17, I have Chris Olave. I loved his rookie season. I love the potential. Another team... I don't totally know what they're doing on offense. I don't know what his sustained volume is, and that is why I have him lower than some of the other guys here. Um, my last four that we're going to look at today, 
I have Debo Samuel at 16, um, definitely lower than it was a, a year ago. Questions about quarterback, but I think he probably even more than Ayuk gets hurt by Christian McCaffrey um, because so much of his value two years ago was he was a huge threat in the running game and you just don't get the same opportunities. Uh, number 15 for me, DJ Moore, a guy that felt like he practically disappeared um, last year. I like the move to Chicago. I like him paired with Justin Fields. I hope that he unlocks something great uh, in Justin Fields, the passer. I think that this could be a great move for Chicago. And with Aaron Rodgers potentially going to the Jets, you know, which I am still not going to fully accept until they actually pull the trigger, I think the NFC North is more wide open than it's been in a long time. You have a great young Lions team and potentially a great young team building in Chicago with kind of a veteran core in Minnesota and complete unknowns in Green Bay. There's an opportunity there. DJ Moore could play a big role in that. 14 for me, I have Chris Godwin. Um, I feel like he's a safer PPR option because he seems to have, um, you know, probably a safer floor than um, Mike Evans, which at times last year we saw, you know, Mike Evans can catch two passes and have it be for eight yards with two touchdowns and make your day, or he can catch two passes and have it be for eight yards and you're crying. Godwin seems like a little more stable there. And at 13, I have DK Metcalf. I like the talent. I just don't know. Um, you know, they they seem like they always want to have a power running game. They have a great back there for that in Kenneth Walker. We've also seen him and Lockett at times alternate. I don't know if I think Geno Smith – I, I is going to do more than have, you know, a wide receiver two, a high end wide receiver two, and a, and a wide receiver three. Um, so I think there's a somewhat a, more of a ceiling for DJ more than the 12 players I have, or DK Metcalf than the 12 players that I have above him. But Dennis, you want to give us your last four for the day? I do. Uh, at 16, I have DJ Moore. Now, could he finish below this based solely on lack of passing volume in Chicago? Yes, he could. Um, I think their passing volume is going to go up. I think he's going to have a big market share. Uh, DJ Moore is, is, is a good wide receiver. He's better than Darnell Mooney. He's better than Chase Claypool. He's better than Cole Komet. He's going to lead that team uh, in receptions, in yardage, and probably passing, touch, receiving touchdowns. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to bank on the talent finally shining through there um, and just dominating and getting the respect. Uh, 15, I got Chris Godwin. I agree with you on on Godwin. You know he is a little bit better in the PPR. You know with Baker and Trask, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, Godwin is also a bit younger than than Evans. Um, I want to see him kind of get more consistent, and I, I I'm nervous about the quarterback situation there, especially with them cutting their left tackle. You know, last year they basically got rid of most of their interior line. Uh, it's it's they've got some O line work to do in Tampa, and, and that makes me nervous. At 14, I have Chris Olave. Um, after breaking out as a rookie the way he did, uh, I think him and Derek Carr are going to have a mighty fine relationship. I think that Michael Thomas, should he play well this year, 
is going to be a great compliment to, to um, Chris Olave and allow him to do many of the, the things that he excels at the most. Uh, I like what Olave brought to the table last year. Great route runner, gets open, tough at the ball for somebody that's just six foot and 190 pounds. And then at 13, uh, I went with Devontae Adams. He's probably going to get the, you know, high target treatment with from Jimmy G. Uh, I just feel like when I look over the next three years, I don't know how much I believe in Jimmy G at this point. I get it. He he took the Niners to the Super Bowl, but he seems to be fairly fragile. Um what are they going to do if he gets injured? And and you can't really, you, you know, I'm not, I'm trying, trying to not, you know, figure, uh, well, I expect this person to get injured. I just feel like at 30, 31 years old, we're starting to see the decline in Devonte Adams, even with his bestie, uh, Derek Carr last year, we saw two or three games where he was virtually shut out. And now he's playing with a new quarterback and, Josh McDaniels is trying to put his stamp on the offense even more. Um, so I'm just a little bit nervous about Devontae Adams. So I, I have him outside the the top 12, wide receiver 13. All right. Well, so that's, you know, our wide receiver three to through wide receiver two. We will look at the top 12 on Friday. But before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you, um, a couple of questions about looking at this group of 24 receivers that you've ranked. First, if you had to pick somebody that's in this set of rankings today, preferably not like Devontae Adams, who you have at 13, but who is one guy that you think, if everything breaks right, could leap up and have a top 12 finish? Well, dang, you took my pick away. Well, no, I mean, that's I literally a little was too say, obvious. Well, the easy pick is Devontae Adams because he's 13 and has a history of being up there. Um, I, I think to me, if I'm looking at the 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 tw- 13 through 36, a couple guys I think that have the potential, Devonta Smith, he did it last year. Uh, I think that he has that potential. If that offense comes out clicking just like it did last year, it wouldn't surprise me to see him step up into uh, the wide receiver one range. Um, and that the other guy, maybe a little bit more of an outlier, um, is Drake London. If Atlanta's offense takes off, we saw him get monster market share last year. Some of it with Kyle Pitts active and playing um, and healthy. We saw him early in the season get some monster market share. So if all of a sudden Drake London's getting seven to 10 targets per game on a regular basis, he could really put up some big, big numbers. If I'm digging way, way, way deeper about, you know, my, my 25 through 36 group, probably I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. I, I feel like he has, he's a, He's a veteran who's returning with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove and a very, very good quarterback. Um, so if I was going to take a long shot, um, I'd, I'd put that on Calvin Ridley. Yeah, and Calvin Ridley was my pick um, to answer this question. 
I feel like I'm getting snookered again, getting dragged right back onto the Jacksonville bandwagon for the first time since, you know, what was it, 2018 when everybody and their brother wanted them to beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. But I, you know, I like what they did last year and they came on really strong probably a year um, earlier than many of us expected in terms of making the playoffs. I think the path is there for them to win their division more easily this year because the Colts are much more in flux. Who knows what's happening with Tennessee. And as you, you noted, the Texans are probably still in the middle of this rebuild and Calvin Ridley could be a great piece. He was wide receiver five uh, the last time he played a full season, which I think was 2020. Um, So that huge boom potential is there. Uh, On the flip side, let's talk about what is one guy who is uh, probably in this group of 24 who has risen for you the most in the last year? The probably Jamison Williams, because he came in as a rookie last year and uh, he was injured and we didn't expect him to play. So he's the easy one because he was like way low and he was, I think, wide receiver 155 last year. Um, Another guy that's risen, Christian Watson. I I was pretty out on him last year because of his suspect hands. And then he had that terrible first game where he dropped that first long touchdown. And then he disappeared and was injured. But he came on at the end of the season. And now he, I think, has established himself as the wide receiver one there, at least going into this season. Can he hold it? That's going to be something to keep an eye on, but he rose pretty far up to get to uh, uh, wide receiver 36 for me. Yeah. And I think my answer is going to be Michael Pittman jr. Um, You know, at this time last year I had him up there, you know, I thought he had the potential to be a wide receiver one. I still kind of like the talent, but we have not, we've not seen consistent production and that offense has a lot of questions for me. I have him at wide receiver 20. I have, I don't even feel good about having him there. I could see a situation where they fall off a lot further. Didn't Um, you ask about riser though? No, I thought I did fallers. Uh, I I heard you say riser. So that's why I was given my risers. All right. Well, now you know what my faller is and Dennis will be doing his faller. My, I guess my riser, Watson's not a bad one. I'm going to say Jerry Judy probably because I have struggled with Judy. Um, I think he has talent, but I haven't always seen a consistent work ethic. It was interesting. There was a moment uh, last season where he got pissed off about not getting um, targets and in his first couple of seasons, when those things happened, he went into the toilet. And the opposite clicked in for him uh, after that moment, after he sort of had a tantrum on the sideline. He morphed into a, a pretty fantastic performance. And that was a point in time where I thought maybe he's starting to put it together. Uh, you know, and I like the potential with a coach like Sean Payton. Um and building this offense. And that's why, you know, this time last year, I always had him below Judy. Sometimes I had him below or below Sutton. Sometimes I had him below Tim Patrick as well. Uh, And I've really moved him up a lot. Uh, 
But uh, so Pittman was my faller. Judy was my riser. What was your faller? Well, my faller from last year. So is probably Mike Evans. Um, technically, I'm going to consider he was ranked lower because we knew he was missing six games. Um, but if, if I said I would have expected Hopkins to be back up in my top 15. Um, Mike Evans, I expected to be up in my top 15. Now, Brady is gone. I don't know what the volume is going to look like. We've seen Baker be a complete shit show most of his career. And and then and we've seen Kyle Trask uh, be a nobody. And that's what Mike Evans is working with. So Evans probably dropped 15 spots for me. Uh, and then DeAndre Hopkins, you know, I've, I've got him at wide receiver 29 and normally even in dynasty, I would have probably had him uh, top 15, but there's questions about who his quarterback's going to be, where he's going to be playing. And he also, he's getting older. Now I know big wide receivers fall off a cliff, but so do wide receivers whose edge is fighting, which is basically what DeAndre Hopkins is. You know, we saw it with Andre Johnson, who his edge was physicality, and he wasn't as big as Evans, if I remember correctly. You know, Hopkins is 6'1", 205, 210. He's not a monster when it comes to size. And so he he's fell substantially from where uh, I had him last year. Well, that is going to do it for us today. We will be back on Friday looking at our top 12, and we will recap all of our top 36 when we get there on Friday. Uh, And hopefully we will get uh, some of uh, Matt's rankings, at least his top 12, and he'll probably uh, do to us what he did at running backs and start merging in all of the rookies just to – just to put us behind, but you know what? That's a fun for another day. Dennis, if the uh, people are sitting out there, Jones and for more free agency news that's starting to dribble out at a crawl, what can they do to fill that time? They can go ahead and hit that smash button, that like button, subscribe to us, uh, get it. We'll flow right into your feed. Just go ahead and subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. We love that. Well, we will be back with you on Friday looking at our top 12 wide receivers and all the rest of the news that is fit to discuss. Until then, have a great week.